0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Uniform Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be um, the second week of Advent, and we're going to do the readings for Sunday, the second week of Advent. It's going to be episode 101. So let's begin with the act of contrition. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned, in my thoughts, and in my words, and what I have done, and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary ever, Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me, and with me, to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri alación, Kiri alación, Kiri alación, Criste alación, Criste alación, Criste alación, Kiri alación, Kiri ki alación, ki Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. <coughs> okay, okay, again from the imitation of Christ, uh, favorite prayers. Are uh, nothingness before God. I will dare to speak to you, Lord Jesus, though I am but dust and ashes. If I were to come before you, considering myself to be more worthy than I am, you would rightly turn your glance away from me, and my own sins would undeniably bear witness against me. But if I approach you in humility, admit my unworthiness cast aside the last vestiges of self-esteem and acknowledge myself as the mere dust that I truly am then your grace will be bestowed upon me and the light of your understanding will enter into my heart so that with the contemplate with I'm sorry with the complete knowledge of my own wretchedness, any sin of self-esteem will be lost in the realization of my own nothingness then you will show me what I truly am what I have been and what I have become I am nothing and yet I never realize it if I am left on my own I will continue to be nothing an example of weakness and imperfection but if in your mercy you will dine to come to my aid I will become strong once again to be filled with new joy it is a source of wonder to me that I am so quickly lifted up and supported by you for all too often I have succumbed to earthly pleasures your love O Lord is the cause of this for it goes before me and 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 helps me in all my needs protected me from those who those great dangers to which i am most prone to succumb because of my self-love and self-indulgence i have lost you and myself as well now by seeking you once again i have found both you and myself okay this is from the imitation of christ book three chapter eight one to two okay first reading from the Prophet Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 to 10. He shall judge the poor with justice. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On that day, a shoot will sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding. A spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Not by appearances shall he judge, nor by hearsay shall he decide, but he shall judge the poor with justice, and decide aright for the lands afflicted. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Justice shall be the band around his waist. Faithfulness a belt upon his his hips. Then the wolf shall be the guest of the lamb, And the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion shall browse together With a little child to guide them. The cow and the bear shall be neighbors.' Together their young shall rest. The lion shall eat hay like the ox. The baby shall play by the cobra's den. The child shall lay his hand on the adder's lair. There shall be no harm or ruin on all my holy mountain. For the rich shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. As water covers the sea, on that day the root of Jesse... Set up as a signal for the nations, the Gentiles shall seek out. For his dwelling shall, shall be glorious. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Okay, Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 72. Justice shall flourish in his time, and fullness of peace forever. Okay. Okay. Here it is. O God, with your judgment endow the king and with your justice the king's son. He shall govern your people with justice and your afflicted ones with judgment. Justice shall flourish in his time and fullness of peace forever. Justice shall flourish in his days and fullness of peace fullness of peace and justice shall flourish and shall flower in his days and profound peace till the moon be no more may he rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth justice shall, shall flourish in his time and fullness of peace forever for he shall rescue the poor when he cries out and the afflicted when he has no one to help them to help him He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. Justice shall flourish in his time and fullness of peace forever. May his name be blessed forever, as long as the sun his name shall remain. In him shall all the tribes of the earth be blessed. All the nations shall proclaim his happiness. Justice shall flourish in his time and fullness of peace forever. Okay, second reading reading from the letter of Saint Paul to the Romans, chapter fifteen, verse four and four to nine. Christ saves everyone. Okay, brothers and sisters, whatever was written previously was written for our instruction, that by the endurance and by the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance. And encouragement grant you grant you to think in harmony with one another in keeping with christ jesus that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the god and father of our lord jesus christ welcome one another then as christ welcomed you for the glory of god for i say that christ became a minister of the circumcised to show god's tr- truthfulness to, conform the, to confirm the promises to the patriarchs, but so that the Gentiles might glorify God for, uh, for his mercy, as it is written. Therefore, I, sh- I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing your praises to your name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, one more time letter of st paul to the romans whatever was written previously was written for our instruction that by the by endurance and by the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope may the god of endurance and encouragement grant you to think in harmony with one another in keeping with christ jesus th- that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the god and father of our lord jesus christ welcome one another then as christ welcomed you for the glory of god for i lay i say that christ became a minister of the of the circumcised to show god's truthfulness to conform the promises to the patriarchs but so that the gentiles might glorify god for his mercy As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing your praises, sing praises to your name. Amen. Okay. Alleluia, alleluia. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia, alleluia. This is from Luke chapter 3, verse 4 to 6. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 to 12 repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand john the baptist appeared preaching in the desert of judea and saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand it was of him that the prophet isaiah had spoken when he said a voice of one crying out of the desert prepare the way of the lord make straight his path john was clothing john wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather Belt around his waist, his food was locusts and wild honey. At the time, Jerusalem, all of Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him, and were being baptized by him in the Jordan, the Jordan River, as they acknowledged their sin, their sins. When he when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to 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 his baptism, he said to them, "You brood of vipers!" who warned you to flee from the coming wrath. Produce good fruit as, it, as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for the repentance, of, repentance. but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to, car- to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and, ga- uh, and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 3 and 12. Amen. Isaiah, in his, uh, in his prophecy, predicts an individual who the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come upon, pour upon, anoint, the individual is someone special basically the Holy Spirit comes upon what the individual is designated the anointed he comes upon pours upon the anointed one the Christ that's the Messiah the Hamashiach as the, as uh, as as he's called in Hebrew, the the Christ, the Messiah, and this is this individual is designated designated as the Christ, and he the individual. It rests upon him, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Not by appearances shall he judge, nor by hearsay shall he decide, but he shall judge the poor with justice and decide a right for the lands afflicted now what does it mean by hearsay meaning by popular demand by by trend i think by um, by what others say by public opinion his judgment will be true it won't come by 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 uh, what public polls are saying no but also Here's what happens next. His justice will be true for the poor. All right. And he he shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, meaning the word of the Lord, the word of truth. And with his breath of his lips, he shall slay the wicked. Justice shall be the band of the Upon his waist. In other words. It will be his belt. Okay. Then the wolf. Shall be the guest. Of the lamb. The leopard. Shall be. Shall lie down. With the kid. The calf. And the young lion. Shall browse together. And a little child. Shall guide them. It's. Like that. Thing that Jesus said. um, If you wish to. Enter the kingdom of heaven. You have to be like a little child. Right? The cow and the bear. will be Shall be neighbors. Together their young shall rest. The, the lion shall eat hay like the ox. The baby shall play by the cobra's den. And the child shall lay his hand on the adder's lair. So all these metaphors, these symbolic metaphors, are are picture people. Kind of picture Noah's Ark, right? The animals were are in metaphor of the nations, the future nations, and now they're metaphor also of people who will come to the holy mountain. That has the house of God. All right. And they shall be anointed. And they shall be instructed. All right. And that's the beauty of it. That's the church. That's the church. You know. And then. Um, in The next one. We have the psalm. And then that psalm. Uh, Hold on. A little too far ahead. Psalm seventy-two, I believe it was. Yes. O God, with your judge, your judgment, endow the king, and with your justice, the king's son. He shall govern your people with justice, and your afflicted, your afflicted ones with judgment. The king and the king's son. God the father. God the son. Justice shall flower in his days. And profound peace till the moon be no more. May he rule from sea to sea. The moon. The moon is how they. back, um, Pretty much now. Lunar calendar. How they judge time. And so therefore. Till time. Has no. Uh, till time has no meaning, till the end of time. Um, okay, he may, may he rule from sea to sea, another way of measuring, of saying till there's no end to the lands or to, to, to the nations or to the earth. From the river to the ends of the earth, again, another metaphor. These are metaphors, basically. For he shall rescue the poor when he cries out, and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. May his name be blessed forever, as long as the sun his name shall remain. Again, just like again, till there is no time in him shall be the, the tri, shall be the tribes of the earth be blessed all the nations shall proclaim his happiness the gentiles the gentiles the tribes of the earth the gentiles this is the christ the anointed one again we got paul whatever was written previously was written For our instruction. The scriptures. The prophecies. That by the endurance. And by the encouragement. Of the scriptures. We might have hope. May the God of endurance. And encouragement. Grant you. To to think in harmony. With one another. In. In keeping with Christ. Jesus. That with one accord. You may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember this is a letter to the Romans and here Paul is talking to both Jew and Gentile with one accord with one voice that they may understand that there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. Welcome one another then as Christ welcomed you for the glory of God for I say that Christ became a minister, of the circumcised to show God's truthfulness, to confirm the promises to the patriarchs, but so that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing your praises to your name. This is this is again again he the, the prophecy of the nations coming to praise God. And this is done through God's Messiah, the anointed one, the one who will tear down the walls of separation, uh, graft the wild olive tree with the cultivated olive tree, one that will make the, the, the lamb and the wolf, the ox and the bear, right? The, the, the leopard with the kid. He will unite the two. We unite the separation. Cain and Abel. Right? Seth and the, and the descendants of Cain. Right? Unite them back into Noah's, to, to, to be Noah's sons. You know, the, the goat and the lamb. This is what God wanted because all our children of Adam in the gospel we have matthew chapter 3 verse 1 to 12 and here john the baptist appeared preaching the, in the desert of judea and saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand the kingdom of heaven that's the key that's the the sign of the messiah is here the kingdom of heaven the christ if it, it was of it, you know um it was of uh And he was also saying, you know, uh, it was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said a voice of one crying out in the desert. You know, one, the voice of crying in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Okay, the desert, when we sin, when we have lost sight of God, when we have lost sight of the truth, when we we have, um, when we lived our lives, when sin has interrupted our lives, has uh, corrupted our lives, has affected our relationship, especially our relationship with God, we wander confused and lost, not knowing which direction to go out in the wilderness. And until we finally ask for help, we pray for help. It doesn't have to be a literal desert but it can be a spiritual desert it can be a psychological desert it can be a psychological wilderness it can be uh you know a, a wilderness of our own making a wilderness that maybe we thought we could do it on our own and finally we don't know what to do you know people often think my whole life is a mess you're wandering in the wilderness and you don't know you can't find the path You can't find the straight and narrow road, all right? But once you hear the voice of God, once you know that you have made a mess of your life, once you have realized that you need Jesus, make every path straight, level every mountain top, make way the road to our God. That means you're ready. You know that means you're ready. You recognize your you recognize your own mess, because that's what happened with the Jewish people, right? They came out from a life of tyranny and captivity uh, uh, under a tyrant that has humiliated them, beaten them, killed their own children, right? Did not treat them as human beings, and then they were brought out, delivered with remarkable events, remarkable phenomenon by the hand of God, through Moses, his prophet. A water was parted for them. A straight path was made through the water. They had a cloud that covered them and shielded them from the sun. They had light during the night, leading them through the the wilderness at night. Now they had to acknowledge it, but they weren't fully ready Till they realized they had to be trained again to, to become human beings, to be human beings through, through God and his prophet until they were spiritually ready even to receive the law and the spirit To be to 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 understand the law that was given to them, that would make them because believing in God makes you into a human being, makes you a better human being, not a, a human being in your own making. Because we've 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 had many you know we've tried that many times, you know to be our own to be a person of our own making, and many times we wound up becoming selfish, arrogant not the kind of human being that God intended us to be okay make make straight his paths prepare the way the lord makes straight his paths john was wearing what does this mean john wore clothing made of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist his food was locust and wild honey and at the time and at that time okay well we'll stop there actually Locusts, it's a, I think his, his, his method of lifestyle was a sign of a penance, a sign of self-control, uh, locusts and wild honey going back to a kind of a primeval beginning. All right. Locusts, you know, there's a debate. Some people say locust might be a plant. Other see, other people, it seems to say that yes, imply that it was actually a real locust, the insect that he was eating. Of course, I'm sure he probably cooked it, roasted it, I, I, you know. I'm, you know, or maybe he did eat it, just plucking it off a tree. But the point of that is, he's. He's living the life of one penitent, of one who uh, he's paying the penance, he's doing the penance on behalf of the nation, if not all of humanity, but mostly Israel because, his, because he's a callback to the prophets. All the prophets were reformers in, in the Old Testament. They were all reformers because Israel was the nation that was that was given the, the responsibility of revelation. It was, God spoke through them. Okay, God, they, God chose them among all the nations on earth. The covenant he made with Abraham. All right, the covenant he made with Isaac and Jacob. And then later on with David. He gave them the law. First, he gave, it was a gift to Abraham because of Abraham's faith. And he made a covenant with him. And this is the promise he made to Abraham, through you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. This was a special covenant, a promise of salvation to all people. Because this was right after Noah. And this was before the Sinai covenant. So this was nothing to do with the law he made with Israel on Mount Sinai with, with Moses. This was first a promise for all humanity. This was a promise that all the nations of the earth, all the families of the earth, just he told Abraham to count the stars of the heaven with the sand of the seashore. This was a promise for all humanity. And that God kept. He then remade the covenant with, with Isaac and Jacob. And then finally, when it came with Moses, he gave them on Mount Sinai the law. All right. They messed up a little bit, built the golden calf. All right. And then after that, he had, the, the law was sort of narrowed down to restrictions and behavior. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was Probably going to be different if they didn't build the golden calf. But when they built the golden calf, and the, when they had that sin, they did a lot of nasty things. It wasn't just the fact that they built the golden calf, the golden calf symbolized a lot of the things that we do now. All right? Sodomy, child sacrifice, murder, adultery. There was a lot of sexual sins. Theft, lying, the calf represented materialism. It also symbolized that they would hand themselves over their lives over to Pharaoh. Because when they went when they went to go back to Pharaoh, they'll carry the golden calf. And it would symbolize also what they were deciding for the lives of their children. Okay, That's, There's a lot of meaning to the golden calf that we probably do not understand Now we're just beginning. There was a lot of meaning, because if you go back to to Joseph in Genesis, the calf was uh, seven years of plenty and plus seven years of of uh, famine. And later on, in the end, the people of Israel sold their lot. Not Israel, the people of Egypt sold their lives. To Pharaoh and the lives of their children. The Pharaoh owned the land and the people. And they did this because of, of materialistic needs. This was besides the children of Israel because it was Egypt. It was, an, it was an Egyptian covenant. Later on, of course, everyone would regret it because, you know, Pharaoh demands everything. Soon Pharaoh began to be worshipped as a god. Okay, and people always, always, they, they don't really understand this cult of the Pharaoh, this cult of the God, you know, of the God, of the man, of the man God, not the God man, the man God, the man who makes himself into God. That was, you know, a lot going on there. This is why when John the Baptist dressed the way he did, there was a, he was calling people to remember the sins of their ancestors, the penance. That's why he came to the desert, the desert, to remind them that their ancestors, even before they went to Egypt, wandered the desert. There were sojourners, nomads. And then when they came out of Egypt, they wandered the desert again. But they only to wind up breaking their relationship with God. By going after the gods of the Canaanites and then sacrificing their children. And this is a great sin. You know, look what's happening today. Look at this madness with abortion and then transgenderism. It's all a desperation. A desper it is desperation for sexual liberty. And sexual power. And sexual. All the pleasure. Of selfishness. This desperation to be. To, to, to live only for pleasure. For heathenism. So he calls them out into the desert. And they come to the desert. And they know. They know what his meaning is. They know exactly. The Jordan River is where. Joshua. Who came after Moses. They had a little mini parting of the Red Sea there and they had a covenant where they set up rocks like an altar to promise that they would stick to the law of God, stick to the covenant that God has made with them. They failed. They failed. And then they wound up struggling with the Philistines and all the other sinful, all the other pagan nations. And then desperate again for a king. Again, they go, they're desperate again for a king. Under Samuel, they wanted a king like the rest of the nations. Again, there's something special there. If you look at that prophecy, we want a king like the rest of the nations. And Samuel told them, you're making a, a horrible sin here. They said, pick a king for us or we will pick one for ourselves. If maybe you don't listen to those words carefully, you'll notice something. We have no king but Caesar. Right? He, we have no king but Caesar. Release to us Barabbas and crucify him. Away with him. They deny God back in the Old Testament. They got Saul. They denied Christ. They set free uh, Barabbas. We have no king but Caesar. Okay, they chose the world over Christ. They chose the revolutionary. Barabbas' name was also Jesus. And they sent the Son of God to be crucified. They chose Caesar over God. There you have it. Right there. Then you have the religious leaders, the Pharisees, coming over. Guardians of the law. And he calls up a bunch of brood of vipers. All right? And the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And in the previous reading, our Lord looked at all the people of Israel. He saw they were like a shepherd. They were like sheep without a shepherd. No one to guide them. And that's happening today with our religious leaders. They're not guiding us. They're abandoning us for the world. They, were, they, I mean, recently, I just, I listened to someone on YouTube. I can't remember. He's a Canadian. And we, they were talking about the what the German bishops want. And at least they're being honest. In one sense, I agree with him. But they want to be Catholic their own way. They want to define what is Catholic. They want a new way to define what, what is Catholic. Why? They want to ordain men, they want to make same sex marriages, they want to uh marry women priests, they want to have lesbian priests, they want to have you know the gay weddings and everything. You know, there's a whole bunch of already denominations out there, and I've said it before, that already have this. They already have this 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 this, this whole thing. You got the liberals, Methodists, you got the Unitarians, you got the The Anglicans, the Episcopalians, the liberal Lutherans. You got all the different liberal churches out there that are doing this. Why can't they go and join them? They're already, they have gay marriages. They're waving the rainbow flag. They're practicing different forms of liturgy with, with homosexual themes. They are using inclusive language. Why do they feel they have to do this in the Catholic Church when they know what the doctrines of the Catholic Church is? And there's the answer. They know what the doctrines of the Catholic Church is. This is to wipe out what goes against your conscience. They know this. Leaving the Catholic Church will always be a thorn to their conscience, not the faith, but what the faith says and represents. So the only way for them to destroy it is remain in it and corrupt it from within, be a cancer from within to topple what goes against your conscience, what goes against your spirit. We want to define what is Catholic on our own. They know they're wrong. They know the faith is true. So they must remain in it to destroy it, to, 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 to strangle it, to muzzle it slowly. This is a problem. This has always been a problem. And this is a psychological behavior. This is a uh, a strike. It's like, and I I said it before, it's like an animal, like a wild wolf that has its leg caught in a trap. It has to chew its foot off. They want to commit suicide. They want to destroy the faith from within. It's like someone who hates his own family. Someone who despises his own country. It's wokeness. It's, it's, it's everything. They don't love. I mean, think about it. It's very simple. Just leave. Right? Someone that can't stand the person they're married to. There's no reconciliation. Sign the divorce papers. Let them go. If you stay in the marriage that you know you hate, then there's got to be something wrong with you. But with them, they don't want to leave. They want to stay. And, And they want to stay. And they want to make things miserable. And that's where the problem lies. You know? It's unhealthy. It will affect the rest of the church. It will make the, it will affect, it will be a scandal to the rest of the church. And that's a problem there. So John the Baptist calls these men, these bad religious leaders, brood of vipers. According to the poets, the vipers hatch inside their mother as a serpent, a snake, hides and you know hatches inside its mother and eats its way out in the process of killing its mother brood of vipers yeah it's and, and you can understand why they were very angry with john the baptist why he said this and this is this is what he said you brood of vipers who warns you to flee from the coming of the wrath produce good fruit as evidence of repentance and do not presume to say to yourselves we have Abraham as our father for I tell you God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones even now the axe lies at the root of the tree therefore every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire if you do not bear good fruit Bear, show evidence worthy of repentance if you do not bear good fruit every tree must be cut down at its root and thrown into the fire okay and he says here that God can make these very stones into Abraham Abraham's children so you see right there of course, the situation was very different with with them, but you know, here it's a different kind of sin. Them was, for them, it was more that they turned the faith into a, a a different kind of paganism. It's like they took the faith that God gave them and, apart from God, apart from God, made it into a, uh, an idol an idol by itself uh, for power for power you know that was hurting the people scandalizing the people making it difficult for people to to have a relationship with God this this sort of sin here what's going on now a sexual sin uh, it, this is a hatred against God it is it's a hatred against purity. It's a hatred against, uh, family. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different kind of sin. It's a, uh, a sin of lust, a sin of, uh, complete self-destruction. And we gotta call it what it is. But the problem is our religious leaders, it, it this is, this is something that has become manifested into a human right, manifested as something I mean, literally, it's calling evil good and good evil. It's nothing, I mean, you know, I mean, remember what I read a couple of days ago about this this Anglican minister who literally tried to refer to, to Jesus as transgender and then said that the wound that the Roman soldier pierced into the side of Christ was akin to that of a vagina and a penetration so you see it's it that that is literally evil obsession of the flesh worship of the flesh just like murdering our kids murdering this is modern day child sacrifice whether it's in the womb or outside the womb they don't want to talk about it they don't want to hear it they don't want to be challenged by it okay And if you try to challenge them about it, you'll be silenced. It's literally child, modern day, pagan sacrifice. That's what it is. I will not carry a child for nine months that will ruin my appearance and destroy my life. I will not waste my time feeding this thing, this this creature inside of me. This monster that's going to take away my freedom, my sexual freedom, my liberty, my chances of happiness. Don't even acknowledge it as a human being. Right? That's the whole point here. And literally the other day, there's a a drag queen. Why not let, let let the children have a sexual transition at the age of 10. That's their right. But a kid can't get a tattoo at the age of 10. A kid can't get a tattoo at the age of 14. The age of 18 is the legal age, but you can get a, 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 a sex change operation as young as the age of 10. And the problem is we got people out there that are that so want to run with the culture, so want to defend this. That when you bring this in front of them, when you put this whole thing in front of them, they they can't that the, the 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 they they're they're like deers in headlights, they, they don't know what judgment what decision to make in their minds you know how people always say you shouldn't judge people guess what the christian faith would not have, wouldn't have survived 2000 years if we were able to make a judgment you can make a judgment objectively on objective behavior on the on the fact that the individuals behaviors are objectively public Okay, but you can you, you you should make these judgments with complete spiritual clarity. You can't judge the heart of the person, only God can judge the heart of the person. But you can make a moral objective judgment that is public. The sin is public, the actions are public. the behavior is public. The person is public, so we can make objective judgments on on one's behavior publicly. We can't judge the heart of the person, we can't say that person is doomed to hell. They are if they don't repent, but we got to tell the person this is wrong behavior. But everybody likes to throw that at people without reading the whole context. All right? Don't, you shouldn't be judging others. The liberals love to grab hold of that and they run with that. And what happens with a lot of our brothers and sisters, Catholics, Orthodox and Protestant, all right? Orthodox Christians is that you stand there like a deer with head- headlights and you, let them, and, and you let them make you uh, look, look like a fool. Objective, public, sinful behavior you can make a judgment on. Okay, that affects other people uh, and hurts them and scandalizes them. You can make a judgment. But what you should not do is simply say to that person that there's no salvation for you. That is wrong. Remember, judge, you know, you will be judged according to the way you are judged, meaning don't scandalize the person by making them think that there's no forgiveness, that there's no acceptance. That you should not do. Remember, do not look, you know, pick on the speck in your brother's eye. Well, there's a big beam in your own eye. In other words, don't be hypocritical. Don't wind up becoming like the Pharisees. Don't become like them. Where you make it impossible for the person to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus does not want. Don't be mean and nasty. That the individual cannot come into salvation don't become a stumbling block for them you have to become the light of the world jesus said so you are the light of the world you are city on the hill remove the you know the the, the beam in your own eye that you can see, see clearly enough to help Your brother removed the speck in his own eye. Then you can help them. In other words, remove the sin from your life and make sure that your heart is true and no stumbling block. That you can help the other find his way back to to, to, to Christ. That you can help the other person find their way to God. This is the part that Jesus wants. He doesn't want you to become a Pharisee. He doesn't want you to become a, a hypocrite. That's what he means by it. when he said, you hypocrite. First, remove the beam in your own eye that you can see clearly enough to help your brother move, remove the speck from his own eye. Be, you know, make sure that there's nothing in you that, you know, like as though like you just want to attack them and hate them. Don't do that. This is, this is where we fail. Okay? Your language matters. Remember, the individual is trapped in darkness. The individual is trapped in sin. Our duty is to help them see clearly so they can find their way back to Christ, find their way out of the wilderness, out of the darkness. Out of the sin of the flesh, out of the captivity into sin in their own Egypt, out of the land of, out of the, out of the, 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 the trap of the Canaanite gods, your job is to help them, help them be light, be a city on the hill. That's, that's what, that's what Jesus, that's what Jesus wants. And a lot of times we fail at that because we're, we're so, you know, you know, I'm happy. I found God. I found salvation. You're going to hell. That's not what Jesus wants. No. 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 Love your neighbor as yourself. All right. Love others. Do good to them. Whatever you want, whatever you want, one does to you, you should do to them. That's the whole point. And we forget that. And we, we, we you know, we're, we're so bitter. And, we, you, know, we, you know, we think we're safe, But, you know, guess what? You're bitter. You're bitter. You're bitter and angry. Look what happened to the Israelites when they got out. They turned on each other because they weren't ready for the promised land. They weren't spiritually ready for the promised land. They were angry and they were bitter. They were not fully spiritually ready to even receive the law. They even cursed the manna that was given to them. They were given water from a rock. They were given manna from heaven. They were given quails and they were still bitter, angry people. That was the problem. That's the whole lesson there. We have to be, in order to fix this problem, we have to walk the walk, and we have to care. Pick up our cross and follow Jesus. We have to, Christ is the light of the world. Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. We have to be the same thing for others to help them get out of darkness. That's the problem here. Not become self-righteous people. Not become Pharisees and Sadducees not become hypocrites, not be, not become people who, you know, hey, I'm better than you. No, our duty is to bring them back. We have to be a John the Baptist. We have to be an apostle. We have to be another, a representative of Jesus Christ. That's the only way, my friends. That is why there's problems because a lot of us, and not passive, not people who think that sticking our noses, going to a Latin mass and and um, praying our rosaries. We also have to fast, but we also have to practice. Jesus trained the apostles to go learn how to talk to uh to, to get ready to learn how to talk to the world. We have to learn how to talk about the to, about our faith and bring them back, bring them out of captivity into the, into into the, the promised land. That's what our duty is. All right, God bless, and I'll be back with another podcast soon. God bless. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in the day of battle, be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen.